Nuclear. Now is it crick or creek? Coyote or coyote? Sometimes I say library. Welcome to You're Saying It Wrong. I'm Fletcher Powell, and each episode we turn to the people who literally wrote the book on this, sister and brother team Kathy and Ross Petrus, and we'll dive into what we get wrong and sometimes what we get right when we try to speak this weird English language. One last time, we're going to take a look back at the year that was, the year that thankfully it no longer is, 2020. This will probably be the last time we look back at it. God, I hope so. But we're going to talk today about the most mispronounced words and names of 2020. And uh, you, Kathy and Ross, have a list here for me, and I suppose you expect me to pronounce them. I am not going to be particularly successful just looking at this list. But Well, Fletcher, uh, I was going to say join the club, because Kathy and I had a number of problems with a number of these names, particularly the uh, personal names of several people. So you're not alone if you if you mangle a few. Well, I got to say, to be honest, I didn't even know a couple of these. So I must have been asleep for part of 2020, which was a very good thing. Yeah, no, that's anyway. exactly right. I really don't even know some of these. Uh, oh, good. Be, it's not be just fun. us. Yeah, no, this will be fun. I have no doubt about that. Okay, yeah. But as you said, these were... These are the top 10 uh, words, the most mispronounced in 2020, according to U.S. Captioning Company. They, they're the company that does subtitles for live TV events. So these are the ones that they said people couldn't pronounce based on newscasters, reporters, and public personalities. Number one, we're going to make this really quick lightning round. Go. Okay, number one, the new vice president of the United States. Kamala Harris. Good. Yay, right. That was the one where a lot of people were saying Kamala for a yeah. long time. I think we've all got that one now, though. Yeah, okay, I, number gosh, two, I hope so, yeah. Yeah, really? Okay, number two, an easy one. The doctor who was on TV all the time, uh, director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Anthony Fauci. Right, okay. Number three, the uh, state which has the cap, which has the Las Vegas in it. Yes, Nevada. Yes. I used to say Nevada, right? Like a lot of people do. And uh, at some point I realized that wasn't the case. Also, um, if you remember the the HBO show Veep with uh, uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus on it. Yes. There's a, character, there's a character played by Gary Cole. And when they are talking about the map and, and visiting various states, everybody says Nevada. And he instantly corrects all of them every single time. You hear him say Nevada, just like over on the side. It's way funnier uh, than I'm describing it. But... <laughs> I'm a Nevada person. I still say Nevada. I do. Okay, I'm glad Kathy's turn comes up right now because she has to read this name off. <laughs> I, I am not going to say this out loud. Okay, Elon Musk and Grimes had a baby. <laughs> the baby's name, which is spelled X, the A-E smushed together, A-12. Oh, is that what this is? I kept seeing on Twitter when this happened about their baby's name, and I never actually saw what it was, and I sure didn't care, so I didn't look it up. Uh, I have <laughs> absolutely no idea how to pronounce this. Well, here, Fletcher, we have a problem. Uh, Babel, the, the article we have, Babel, says it's pronounced X-I-I. Now, what I did was I switched on for the first time in my life and listened to Elon Musk pronounce his kid's name. <laughs> and he pronounced it something like X-Ash-A-12. And the A-E kind of like mushed together is called Ash in old, is an, it was a letter in Old English and it was called Ash. So I think the answer is we have no idea, really. I guess maybe he was right when he said it, but maybe he changed it to XII. What do you think, Kat? No, Ross, I'm going to tell you the correct answer is nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. 
I just feel bad for the kid. Yeah. Oh, he's going to change his name to something like Joe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Although if the Ash kind of sticks, Ash is sort of a nice name, I think. Yeah, that seems fine. You know? Okay, the next one is a horror as well for pronunciation. This is the full name of the South Korean pop band. The words that we, the name of it is a K-pop boy band. It means a group of bulletproof boys in Korea. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and no, I, I, I'm looking at this and I'm not going to try. I can spell it out really quickly. Um, the first word is B-A-N-G-T-A-N. The second word, S-O-N-Y-E-O-N-D-A-N. I'm just going to sound insensitive if I even try to say this, so I'm not going to try. We're not either. <laughs> well, ben they say it's Pongtan Sonyeondan, which I have no idea if I even approximated it. So let's just forget that one. Kathy's... Uh stepson speaks korean we should actually have asked him but we didn't ask him yeah he'd probably well he'd right now be jeering at me and i bet he's listening right now and jeering at me so let's drop this quickly please. yeah i'm guessing we just need to find a 15 year old or something that's better exactly yeah. okay next. the next one is from tiger king which i never watched so um this is uh a guy who was better known as doc antle yeah and i have no idea who he is yeah he's he's one of the side characters in tiger king he's another big cat collector or whatever you want to call him i don't exactly know how i don't remember how this is pronounced something like mahamayava bhagavan antle i did watch tiger king this was like at the very beginning of of quarantine and so i barely <laughs> remember any of it i remember it being a sensation but um yeah yeah i, I was relatively close yes you're very close actually the next one is the um a very important NBA player with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. He's a Greek of Nigerian origin. Can you pronounce his name? Giannis Antetokounmpo. That is close. Can I add something right here? This is sort of an interesting one. He's of Nigerian origin, but he's a Greek. And I listened to him the other day. He was talking about how do you pronounce his name? And it was interesting. He said you could pronounce it two different ways, depending on if you're in the states pronouncing his name or in greece or in or in nigeria pronouncing his name or in greece pronouncing his name and but what really interested me the most is hearing him talk he pronounced it more like antekunbo without the uh the middle sounds oh wow and then he said like as sort of apropos of kathy earlier he said basically pronounce it like you think is right and leave it at that he seemed like a really mellow guy yeah i think he is i like that guy he's a lot of fun to watch i like that the next one I still think is kind of a fake, to be honest with you. It's the uh, Italian artist, 16th century, famous. <laughs> first name starts with an L. He's the Ninja Turtle. I don't buy it. Go he's on, the, He's the Ninja Turtle with the swords. Okay, yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. Yeah, What's, I, yeah, I don't buy it. Who, who's mispronouncing that one these days? Well, this I still, I think it was a joke. There was a meme that was going around. These two guys... And they're saying stuff, and they refer to him as Da Vinci. And it became a thing all over Twitter and stuff. Oh, and okay. I don't buy it. Yeah. I think that they were doing it to go viral, personally. Yeah. So. It worked. Yeah. So, yeah. Here, we just mentioned them. <laughs> the next one is one I got wrong. Um, it was in July and August. A hurricane, Category 1 storm, hit the East Coast. I pronounced it differently, but I didn't realize the how it went through so anyway pronounce it Fletcher hmm. uh, I don't remember this one and just looking at it you would figure it's something like Isaias uh, just a, it's I-S-A-I-A-S -A -A and you know knowing that Isaiah is a very similar name that's probably what I w 
I, that's just what I would have said. But but I don't remember this hurricane, so I'm guessing I mispronounced it. I I, I mispronounced it just like you did, Kathy. Same with you or not? I um would have, but I heard it on TV so much, and I think they were trying to approximate the Greek. Because remember, we had so many hurricanes. No, it was the Spanish. To, Greek... to interrupt you there, I'm t- sorry, but it was Spanish. They they were they they. It's the Spanish pronunciation. Oh, okay. So then, I, so then I have no idea, but it's pronounced like kind of like uh acai acai right i mean like we were talking about that the other day about foods no it's actually isaias right so that's what i'm saying they've got the e oh oh, like acai oh yeah you're right i'm sorry i misunderstood you yes i thought you were pronouncing the bear i thought i was you're talking about the berry i thought you were talking about a weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah isaias and i think that a lot of people went crazy i remember about that hearing people pronouncing it because it seemed so wrong or so off. Yeah, what I, you'd expect. I like that. I've never heard that before, but that's kind of a nice name. I assume it comes from it the. I, I assume it's a variant on the same the same name we were talking about before Isaiah. Yeah, just before we started, right. I just looked it up, and it is. It's just the Spanish yeah. way of pronouncing Isaiah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I think that Elon Musk's kid should change his name to Isaias. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I like Ash still, but whatever. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and the final one is uh, one of the largest national parks in the U.S., beginning with a Y. There's also a, a Bugs Bunny character <laughs> named after him. And it's in here merely because it was pronounced by the then president of the United States. <laughs> Yosemites! Uh, <laughs> of course, it's Yosemite, but uh, but everybody had a ball with that one. That was like a big moment. Yeah, one of many, one of many. You got it. You did very well, Fletcher. I didn't do too bad. Uh, and the those that I didn't know, I'm not surprised I didn't know. Really, I, the the Elon Musk thing, the K-pop band, and gosh, I gotta I gotta get hip with with what kids are listening to these days and then uh isaias which which i really like so yeah the rest i actually i actually either knew or got pretty close on now before we have another (laughs) test for fletcher uh we got it going to the mailbag just quickly we got an email from a very intelligent person from linden chris from linden uh washington near kathy and he uh, he said he was talking about redundancies and he said that one that really bugs him and i'm curious about the consensus here his bugging is I, to take it to the absurd. One often hears, I'm quoting, general consensus of opinion, triple ah, a triple redundancy. <laughs> and then he goes, consensus means a generally held opinion. Generally consensus, therefore, means a general, generally held opinion. And then general consensus of, of opinion is a general, generally held opinion of opinion. Ah, is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I, I, I have never heard, to my recollection, general consensus of opinion. I hear general consensus all the time, so much so that I never even thought about it, and I'm sure I've said it. Uh, but but I, I haven't heard it with that of opinion on the end. That does get to be a bit too much, I guess. Yes, I think so. That Apparently it's becoming more common. Uh, Columbia Journalism Review talked about general concessions of opinion. I just happened to notice it. That was all just curious. I don't like it. What's the consensus here? I don't like it. Uh, I'm fine with general consensus. I don't really like general consensus of opinion. Uh, but this is, like I said, I think the first time I've heard it. So so I haven't heard it in the wild as far as I know. I bet we're going to all start hearing it now. Oh, we're, oh yeah, like, for our sure. Our ears are ready. You Absolutely, know? yeah. Okay. Now, to move on, we've got another quiz for you, Fletcher. It's called Fletcher find the mistake (laughs) this is a quiz to see if doing this podcast with us has sharpened your skills in determining which often mixed up word is wrong 
or right. We're starting with just ABCs today. We're making it easy for you, okay? All right, let's do it. Okay, uh, one thing I want to add is we're going to read you basically a sentence that we've taken from major newspapers or magazines, and you're going to tell if it's correct or wrong and what's, uh, what's wrong with it if it's wrong. This is a headline from the Washington Post. Cat has an averse reaction to liquid in commercial food. Now, Fletcher, you're the copy editor. Cat has an averse reaction to liquid in commercial food. Oh, it's it's an adverse reaction. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. <laughs> yes, you can't have averse reactions. Adver you can have an adverse reaction to something you're averse to. It's like you're when you're averse is you're averse to something. We're averse to talking about this. A thing is adverse. And the rule of thumb is usually if it comes right before a noun, it should be adverse and not averse. And if it comes after the noun, it's usually averse. That one I can see being a really easy mistake to make. That They're so close. I'm not really that surprised. I, I'm a little surprised that it made it through to a headline in the Washington Post, but I wouldn't be surprised to see many, many people make that mistake. It's funny because they come from the same basic uh, origin. It's vertere from the Latin word to turn. And then they have prefixes. Ad means to turn toward. And then the ab, when the b kind of fell off, begins to turn away. But I agree with you. I can see where they could be easily confused. Although I never do it. Do you, Kathy? No. I, I got to say, it's one of those ones where I just automatically know it. Although maybe in talking. I don't think I ever really say it in talking, though, frankly. Okay, the next word pair. These, again, two of the most commonly confused words. We have a sentence from XXL Magazine, which is a hip-hop thing. Then, okay. During the call, Top Dog threatened that Interscope and Universal Music Group would take down the song. He eluded to possible legal action. <laughs> uh, right. So that should have been al allude, A-L-L-U-D-E. Right. We made these too easy, Ross. Fletch or Fletcher's gotten too smart. Well, I, Fletcher started <laughs> out smart. Okay. So then I think you got that. We don't need to go more into that. Let's do another one now. I'm just going to say the Los Angeles Times sentence. The way it catches the light can magically create an illusion more powerful than the real thing. Right. Uh, since since you're, I might not have been able to pick that out just by the sounds you made if I didn't know what we were doing right now. But I think you must be talking about illusion, and probably it, they spelled it A L L U S I O N, and of course it should be I L L U S I O N. Excellent, Fletcher. Illusion is an indirect reference to something. Illusion is a wrongly perceived appearance. And that's pretty similar to elude, of course, uh, although quite different from elude. Very good. The thing that interests me, I didn't realize, I, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that the word illusion um, came from the Latin and it meant mocking or jeering, which I wouldn't have thought. It comes from, uh, it comes from the uh, Latin ludere, which is to play. I think, therefore, like, it could be mocking, like you're playfully mocking someone, and then from there on. It's just a guess. It just it just seems like an odd uh, odd background to me. But I don't know. I don't think so. you're playing with someone, and then, you know, like the games, the, the uh, you know, the uh, games in, in, in the Colosseum were called uh, ludi. I mean, again, ludi, which would be games. Mm. It's like kind of like really mocking someone out, I guess, by cutting their head off. I don't know. But it seems like a game aspect. <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like the fun aspect. Okay. Next, I'm, I'm, I feel I'm, I'm going to say the two words we're talking about are a praise and a prize. And this is from um, MSN News. In a statement, a CBS spokeswoman denied his claims, saying the agent kept them both a praise, 
of his situation. Oh, sure. And, and I mean, you, you've tipped me off so much that it's apprised. A um, they're two different. Uh, being, let's see if I can describe this. Apprising someone of the situation is letting them know what's going on. Appraising something is, I suppose, um, examining its value. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. The odd thing is, is when we found this, because we wouldn't have thought that they were that commonly confused, and they're incredibly commonly confused. I suspect not in speech. I suspect this is another one where it's in writing. But we kept finding, like, we found, like, a thing where a midwife was appraising the mother about the baby, (laughs) which was an odd one. It's just, it doesn't strike me as something that would be that easily confused, yet it is. Yeah, but I'm guessing that confusion only goes in one direction, right? It's only it's only confusing a praise for a prize. I don't assume that people uh, use the word a prize when they mean a praise. We found one at an antique emporium selling uh, paintings. And really? They had a painting which they apprised at three thousand dollars. Wow! I'm surprised. I'm a, I'm apprised. <laughs> then Lenders Network was advising us on apprised market values of properties. Huh. But not as common. You're, you're right. I think that, that the other way is much more common. Okay, now the bees come in. And this Fletcher is going to be an interesting one, maybe. I have a feeling with Fletcher being a 100% or so far, maybe not. This comes from Airtrek's website. In some countries, vendors are less interested in the haggle. In general, shop owners are less likely to be bartered down than sellers in market booths. It's two sentences. In some countries, vendors are less interested in the haggle. And in general, shop owners are less likely to be bartered down than sellers in market booths. I already know you're talking about the word bartered because I know we're in the bees. Um, but I don't <laughs> I don't know exactly what... I mean, bartering is, is trading things, right? I don't know that bartered down works here i i just don't know that's not something i've ever heard or would say okay bartering is haggling is basically um bargaining right bartering doesn't involve money it's exchange of goods or services without using money so you're gonna unless you're gonna be trading 15 tomatoes for a rug at the market booth you're likely to be haggling down sellers rather than bartering down sellers yeah that makes sense well you would not barter down anyway as as fletcher said yeah you would barter with the seller well maybe you could offer him 10 10 tomatoes i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but the value the value isn't isn't a monetary value right so you're not you're not exactly bartering down you're I suppose you could haggle. You could haggle over the things you're bartering, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, you could. <laughs> I won't give you five tomatoes. <laughs> the thing that I liked about this is we found that haggle has a horrible. I mean, haggle among other things meant to hack, mangle, and mutilate, which makes me disinclined to haggle that much. It's something sort of like bloodthirsty about it. Things used to be a lot tougher than they are now. Really? We also found something interesting, actually. Which I didn't know the word, actually. But from barter comes a legal term, baratry, which is still in use in law courts, which I thought was interesting. It's litigation for purposes of harassment or profit, as like an ambulance-chasing oh. lawyer. So that's like weird word of the day. Baratry. Okay, this one is... is uh, We're in the seas now. This one is... Um, one that really irritates me. Um, I'll just give you the sentences from the Daily Star, from like a fine, fine newspaper. Change, it's a headline. Changing rooms are so cliche. Uh, of course, we're talking about cliche, but I don't understand how that fits into the sentence. Also, it should be cliched, right? Yes. But I also don't know how a changing room can be cliched. 
It, yes. It's well, a, it's about a reality star, so I suspect we don't have to worry how the changing room could be cliched. <laughs> it was not a fine or fine news article. But yeah, it, that's the key in that one. Um, it's become super common. You say things are cliche as opposed to cliched. Um, and it's becoming, where, where, where do we found it all over? I mean, I think it's, You're right. It's just, it was everywhere. Yeah, because, I mean, cliche is a noun. Cliched is an adjective. So if you say the changing room is cliche, you're saying the changing room is a very overused phrase, you know, which is what a cliche is. Right. Which doesn't work. But I think this is one. Uh, I think you guys, if you, if you, what do you think? I think this is becoming the norm now. I think this is becoming acceptable. Don't you, Ross? I think it's an adjective now changing itself into a noun. I agree. And cliche, I mean, the the use of cliche as an adjective, I mean, vice versa. The use of cliche as an adjective is becoming acceptable, I think. Okay, the next, e, next C is this. I'm gonna, it's from Cosmopolitan Magazine a few years back. It's a long paragraph, but we need the paragraph here for the purposes. Be a part of Cosmo's International Don't Fake It Day. On that Friday, we want you to stop pretending and actually have the climax you deserve. It's going to be a one hell of a climatic day. and We want you to be part of it. (laughs) So will it be, I don't, will it be tropical? Um, Tundra, maybe? It's hard to say. Um, So it's, it's a climactic day rather than a climatic day. Uh, although I, I mean, it's Cosmo. So, uh, are we, are they talking about what I think they're talking about? Yes, they are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me, actually, I just realized they could be punning. I doubt it and say it's going to be one hell of a hot day, right? <laughs> no? <laughs> I mean, that's giving them a lot of credit, I think. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> that one actually surprisingly is common. We also found it a lot in the opposite, in anticlimactic. And I mean, in, as, uh, anticlimactic we also found which is really weird do you think this is because it's hard for people to say that sort of like the word arctic or antarctica yes i think definitely so i think it's easy to do it that way yeah next this one actually this is a tough one this is an older headline but it was why and it's a headline why an australian woman felt compelled to go door-to-door campaigning for hillary clinton yeah this is a harder one especially because i think that I think the word has changed enough in our usage that it kind of works okay in that sentence now. Um, mm-hmm. and we're, you're talking about compelled, and a compulsion is, let's see, well, a compulsion is a drive to do something, right, over and over? Right. Correct. This is a tough one, because technically compel means to be for, to force or oblige to do something. So if someone's compelled technically this is in the most the most common you know the, the first definition they're they're forced to do it so it's like hillary clinton was forcing this australian woman to go door-to-door campaigning but as you said an impel means you're inclined to do something to moral or ethical reasons so the australian woman clearly was impelled but i agree with fletcher i do too but i did like we found this one really cool word from middle english for when fletcher said drive it reminded me of it, it was for driven which is compelled, which used to be the word that they would use in Middle England, in the Middle English time period for uh, compel. I like for driven. For driven. I do yeah. too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like it. To drive out, to compel by force. I guess sort of like driving a herd towards something. I like for driven better than compel, actually. But I don't think we're going to get anywhere by using for driven. I think they're just so easily confused because compel means to drive the herd together. 
and impalement to drive the herd toward. So you're already, I mean, it's so close. I, this one I think is, uh, this ends up on all those lists of commonly confused, and I say commonly confused them. I have no issue with them. Yeah, I, I think it's changed enough that it's okay at this point. Mm -hmm. The next C is a pain because it's hard to, we can't even really hear the difference. Um, I'm going to repeat the sentence and then ask, I'm going to tell you the, the spelling. If you're competing for the title of favorite child this Mother's Day, score major brownie points by bringing mom to Hooters for a complimentary meal. This comes from Restaurant News. And complimentary is spelled um, how? How should it be spelled, Fletcher? Let's ask him that. C-O-M-P-L-E. M-E-N, complimentary means free, and complimentary with the I means um, you're paying, well, you're like you're paying someone a compliment. Do I have it backwards? We got him, finally. I have it backwards. Yep, you have it backwards. Yes, you do. Complimentary is an adjective derived from compliment. It means things that complete one another. They enhance each other. Complimentary is a derived from compliment means you're praising things. And I think Kathy found a wonderful joke in here. Kathy, why don't you read it? You do the jokes really well, the joke. Oh, I, I, I do. I just wanted to say the way you can always remember complimentary is if you, I get something free, it's complimentary. But this is the joke. I'm so, I love this. A man goes into a bar and hears a voice saying, you look wonderful, great haircut, nice jacket. And he looks around. He's the only person in the bar. The bartender goes over and says, oh, don't worry. You're not going crazy. It's just the complimentary peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I slay me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I'm trying to think how much I screw this up. I must get it right sometimes, but I... That one's that one's really hard for me to keep straight, I guess. Well, as long as you're not spelling it. I mean, when you're speaking, it's hard, it's hard to even hear the difference. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely, that's true. So I think you're you're fine. I, and you're and you're with a lot of people. I see that constantly. Miss uh, the the two of them used interchangeably. And again, I suspect that's one of the others that over time you're they're just going to be used. I I just have a feeling because you just see it wrong so often. I think I think I'm I'm uh, too busy trying to remember which stationary is correct. Oh God! <laughs> Don't even talk about that. Yeah. It's the A is the A is not moving and the E is the store. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I had to think. That one I do too, actually. Okay, Ross. Now you're up to the last C. You do it. Okay. Now this one is a killer. This one I think everyone makes this mistake, including. Probably both of us, all three of us. Okay, here it is from Time Magazine. As described by the Congressional Research Service, the committee would be comprised of members from the House and the Senate. Oh, yeah, I would, def I would definitely screw this up. Uh, it's probably supposed to be composed or something, but um, I would absolutely use comprised, I'm sure. This is a killer. We found this, we found this, it's wrong. You're right. I mean, you're right, it's wrong. Comprised of, you're not supposed to say. What you should say is the committee... The house, I'll do a house one instead. I get confused even with this. The house comprised five rooms. You cannot say the house is comprised of five rooms. Comprised means to consist of, including the of in there. This is a killer. We found this thing everywhere. Jimmy Carter, New Yorker, Sue Monk Kidd, Norman Mailer, Christopher Hitchens, Lionel Trilling. Everyone says it wrong, and I think we do too. Kath, don't you? I mean, absolutely. Because to me, saying that like the house, the committee is comprised. But 
Compri- I can't I'm do already it. Already confused. Yeah, <laughs> I quit. No, I, I I say comprised of. I will continue to say comprised of, and I don't care. <laughs> it's like you sue me, you know. But apparently, I don't know if he's still doing it. But Kathy and I found there is a person on Wikipedia who has a his one man mission is to eradicate comprise comprised of from all Wikipedia entries. He has a bot, and apparently on Sunday nights. He uses that bot and replaces all comprised of to the correct format, even in individual quotations from people he, th- he thinks they should know better and th- they should not use it wrongly, and he changes it, which I think is ridiculous. Apparently, he has 5 million Wikipedia pages with... Um, he's gotten rid of 50,000 comprised of. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all need a hobby. You know? <laughs> This episode of You're Saying It Wrong has been produced by me, Fletcher Powell, help from Beth Golay and Luann Stevens in the studios of KMUW in Wichita, Kansas. Kathy Petrus records from her home in Seattle, Washington. Ross Petrus from his home in Toronto, Ontario. If you have a question for Kathy and Ross, you can tweet it at us. We're at YSIWpod. Email them at kandrpetrus at gmail.com or email me at powell at kmuw.org. And if you like what we're doing, leave us a rating or even a review at Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help us. They're how we get more people to find us. Kathy and Ross's book, You're Saying It Wrong, was published by 10 Speed Press. You can find that and much of their other work pretty much anywhere you get books. We recommend your local independent bookstore. And, of course, Kathy and Ross are always up to something. You can check out their other work through their website, kandrpetras.com. That's K-A-N-D-R-P-E-T-R-A-S dot com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks.